January 2023, the 10,000 employees of the $95 billion company Shopify received a surprising but clear memo. All reoccurring meetings are being deleted from everyone's calendars in 24 hours, and managers, they're not allowed to restart meetings for two weeks. Oh, and also, no meetings allowed on Wednesdays either. So, you, me, and multi-billion dollar companies all have come to acknowledge this same truth. Meetings suck. And even Pulitzer Prize-winning humorist Dave Barry reflects on the power of our meetings so well when he says that if you had to identify in one word the reason why the human race has not achieved and never will achieve its full potential, that word would be meetings. Meetings are terrible, but we just cannot seem to escape them. Why? And what can leaders do about it? What should we do about it? So in today's episode, we'll explore meetings, how to have more purposeful ones, more thoughtful ones, and even less of them. And just by improving our team's meetings, we can positively impact people's experiences and satisfaction at work. So let's dive into meetings. I'm Josh. Welcome to the 3x5 Leadership Podcast, where we champion intentional leaders who create significant impacts in work, in our communities, and in people's lives. In this show, we share simple, practical strategies to help you live, lead, and learn more intentionally. When we think about the dreadful word of meetings, I'm sure you have plenty of your own horror stories, and I'm no different. I recently inventoried my weekly schedule and some of my positions at work and found that I've generally spent about 27% of my official working hours sitting in meetings. I've sat in meetings where colleagues just merely go around the group and share what projects or tasks they're currently working on, like they're trying to prove how important their work is or how busy they are to the boss. I've also sat in a meeting where the senior leader spent a confirmed 40% of the hour and a half long meeting delivering soapbox-like monologues. Literally, 36 minutes of the 90 were just the senior leader in the meeting room lecturing the audience. But research reinforces my not-so-ideal individual experiences. Studies of senior managers found that 60% of them have said that uh, meetings prevent them from uh, completing important work, uh, led, led them to be unproductive and inefficient, and even came at the expense of deep thinking. And from this, I interpret that just great opportunities at work are lost just to let us hold meetings. And in the end, I'm not really convinced that the juice is worth the squeeze. So terrible meetings are a pervasive problem, both from our teams to multi-billion dollar businesses and everything in between. And this is a leadership problem. And so while the term meeting will never likely uh, generate employee inspiration in the workplace, we can make them suck less. We can make them actually productive and we can make them worth everyone's time. But how? So today, let's consider three arguments, which are, one, let's have less meetings. Two, let's have more purposeful meetings. And three, let's have more thoughtful ones. And we start with having less meetings. Now, we might look at our teams as weekly battle rhythm and think that, like, sure, we've got a lot of meetings every week, but they're all really important. All of them are needed. We really just can't get rid of any of them. And to that, I'd offer a simple reframe. A $95 billion company with over 10,000 employees suddenly eliminated their meetings. The thing is, Shopify isn't the only one that's done this recently. Dropbox, a $10 billion digital storage company with 2,500 employees, has also done it. 
And so is Asana, a $4 billion company that provides digital project management tools with over 1,000 employees themselves. So if these multi-billion dollar companies with thousands of employees can suddenly break their routines to eliminate bad meetings, I think we can too. And it might have to start with what we can call maybe a, a meetings doomsday. The theme of all three companies' actions to reduce meeting bloat was just going cold turkey. Each of them ended all reoccurring meetings immediately with little notice, or in Dropbox case, uh, notifying employees after removing the meetings from their calendars. So, draw that line in the sand, decide on a day, and end your regular meeting routine there. Now, you might have to go to the extreme of abruptly canceling the meetings and telling managers to figure it out and wait two weeks, but a definitive day, a doomsday if you will, does generate the transformational change necessary to stick. To support this on doomsday, we can enact a full meeting schedule redesign or scrutinizing what meetings uh, we need to have and which ones can go. Or we can completely revamp our meeting approach, designing new and more purposeful meetings. But consider the power of an organizational spring cleaning type effort with a meeting's doomsday. Shopify found that after one month, they eliminated 322,000 hours of meetings. Now, we likely don't lead 10,000-person organizations, I get that, but even on a scale of just 10% of that, we give back over 3,000 hours to our teams per month. And that's time spent actually working and getting results, doing the meaningful things that we actually join the company to do. We can also have less meetings through designated no-meeting days for our teams. Not only do meetings consume large chunks of our time, they also disrupt it, forcing us to halt our work and head into a conference room and, and shift our focus. Disrupted work is distracted work. It's not deep work. Let's give our people the time and the space to engage in meaningful work through no meeting days. It's a simple way to show that we honor quiet time and deep work within our teams. And it's a way to show respect to our employees and empower them to design their schedules and use their time well. So after we uh, eliminate meeting bloat and, and have less meetings, we must design the meetings that we do have to be purposeful. We do that through three simple tools, a meeting purpose, a meeting agenda, and a meeting format. So what is the purpose of each meeting? Not all meetings are the same, nor do they aim to achieve the same thing. We need to designate the purpose of our meetings. Is it a decision meeting where the leader or the group needs to make decisions about projects or purchases or things that will impact the company? Or is it an information meeting used to synchronize the audience? There are also like collaborative meetings to brainstorm and to plan. So the first way to make our meetings more purposeful is to designate the type of meeting and its purpose. This helps audience members and leaders properly prepare and come into the meeting with an appropriate mindset. As a senior member of a meeting, am I going to come in to make decisions? Or am I coming in to listen and learn? Or to collaborate to create? All three require different framing, preparation, and behaviors within the meeting. So being clear on meeting purpose will help make it more productive. Next, we must also be in control of our meeting agendas. A uh, few things are worse than a directionless uh, meeting where we're just sitting there thinking like, what is going on right now? What am I doing here? So pre-planned, deliberate, and controlled agendas help keep meetings productive, focused, and flowing. Meeting efficiency isn't really the end-all, be-all, 
but I don't work for the purpose of meetings. And I'd much rather have a more efficient, disciplined, and even shorter meeting than not so that I can get back to meaningful work. So two things we can do about our agendas. First, uh, we can list out all the topics we want to discuss at a meeting and then organize them into categorical buckets. Through this, we can improve the logical flow of the meeting to help it make sense to the audience. But we could also identify areas to improve efficiency, like combining similar topics. Some approaches may call for like topical categories like an agenda for a staff meeting where we combine like departments or fields. Another approach might be a, like a time-based one where we look at events through a short, a mid, and a long-term uh, time horizon. Second, we can uh, instead of an organizing and categorizing topics, we can offer our agenda through questions that we must answer during the meeting. So rather than having an agenda item of like project status update by the project leads, we can frame it as a question where it's, what decisions and external department support do you need for your active projects? This leads project leaders or project managers to frame their meeting inputs to focus on things that they need support on or to keep senior leaders involved, informed in versus maybe the, the norm of providing an unnecessarily too detailed and too long update on the project. Framing your agenda as questions also clarifies the do-outs of the meeting, further reducing long and unhelpful fluff. So consider crafting your agenda uh, as questions as well. So lastly, beyond meeting types and agendas, we create more purposeful meetings by designating their format. Do we need to have a meeting with everyone sitting around a long conference table, all oriented on an extensive PowerPoint slide deck for 90 minutes? Or instead, can we deviate from that super bureaucratic design and add some more efficiency or even creativity to the meeting? Can we cap the meeting at 75 minutes or 60? What about 50, even 45? Can it be a standing meeting to prevent briefers from getting too comfortable and the audience from getting too distracted with multitasking? Or could we do a walking meeting, just keeping the audience on the move? And what about a, a counter to the norm of beckoning all of the supported echelons to the ivory tower? Alternatively, having leaders meet the lower echelons in their workplace. So meeting length, location, and format all impact the audience experiences uh, for the meeting, good or bad. So what can we do? What should we do? What would be the best to keep meter, uh, meter members engaged, the meeting effective and efficient, and help keep all uh, meeting bad habits at bay? Explore what would be best for your team, what you would need to get out of the meeting, and best ways to structure your meeting. Now, we have less meetings, and now that we have more purposeful ones, we can finally look at how to make them more thoughtful. So we've looked at ways of using our people's time better and focusing their attention. But leaders also have an obligation to make meetings quality experiences for their audience. Bad meetings can lead to a bad day. Good meetings can encourage and even energize a team. And there are a ton of ways that we can make meetings more thoughtful. But today, let's just look at 10 easy ways that we can start now. One. Provide read-aheads to the audience before the meeting. That can include things like slides, reports, or other relevant material to help everyone come to the meeting more informed. This way, we can move beyond introductory or rudimentary conversations and towards more elevated ones. 
too. Be selective in your meeting audience. More is not better. Larger groups not only make a meeting less engaging, but it just wastes more people's time. Be conscious of who you designate your meeting audience to be, who needs to be there, why. Or, instead, could some potential attendees' involvement be satisfied through a post-meeting summary email? Be restrictive uh, in your required meeting audience. Three, is it worth integrating like a, a check-in and or a, a check-out activity to your meeting? Sure, they can be cheesy or unhelpful waste of time for the meeting. I get it. But if done like authentically and, and carefully, it can really be great ways to get people mindfully present with the group and in the meeting. So for example, like a, a favorite check-in exercise of mine for virtual meetings is a desktop show and tell. I give everyone a simple and quick 10 seconds to grab a favorite trinket or item from their desktop and place it in view of the camera. Then, give everybody one minute to share what that item is and why they love it. A plus to the experience, um, or to an exercise like this, is that we get to know more about one another through a different lens than just our normal work topics. It can build team cohesion. So in-person meetings, um, you can all like vote on a question or give feedback for an upcoming decision, for example. For checkouts, I like to have members answer questions anonymously on an index card and then turn it in before they depart. And then later, in the next meeting, uh, we'll review those answers. So there are 101 ways to craft check-in and check-out exercises. Be conscious of how you include them in your meeting if you so choose to. A thoughtful meeting tip four uh, is to have members share lessons learned during meetings. Did the team fail? Or did they are they currently struggling through a tough task? Did a team recently complete a new or really monstrous project? Have people share uh, what they learned through the recent experiences with the rest of the group. It helps people learn from others' challenges, of course, but it also helps cultivate shared vulnerability, trust, and a collaborative mindset among the team. Number five. In thoughtfully designing our meetings, leaders focus on asking questions to understand rather than on soapboxes to be understood. Leaders can use the acronym WAIT, W-A-I-T, stands for why am I talking? Am I giving guidance, feedback, or something that only I can offer? If not, maybe the most valuable thing I could do is instead of uh, just ask more questions, and then I can shut up and I can listen to other people. Number six, should we designate a, a meeting accountability role to someone in the group? There might be value in assigning someone to keep us accountable to our meeting design. Things like the purpose, the agenda, and our time boundaries. They can also help us prevent certain people from dominating meetings or from hiding and not engaging. So think about having a meeting accountability person to keep us on track. Seven. What about a designated meeting dissenter? Group dynamics or power distance to the presiding leader may make meeting audience members cautious to speak up and share a dissenting view. So designate that role to someone. It makes disagreement and candor safe because in the end, the person is merely fulfilling their designated role rather than being seen as a difficult person. It's not just the designated dissenter that can offer counter views at a meeting, of course, but ensuring that we have at least one person we know will speak up can encourage others to safely do the same too.
It normalizes healthy conversations that finally dig deeper than the mere surface of a topic because people are too afraid to add some friction to the discussion. Eight, be aware of the meeting's share of voice ratio. Who participates in the meeting and for how much of it? Do certain people dominate conversations? Do others hide in the periphery, electing not to inject? Use someone like your meeting accountability person to track how often and how long people speak in meetings. The data can reveal a lot about the power dynamics of the group, where or from whom we value insight, and who wields influence. Share the insight and use it to place parameters to improve your group's share of voice ratios during meetings moving forward. Nine. The further uh, regulate contributions during a meeting, establish a goal input length, say like four sentences. Everyone's goal should be to keep their individual contributions as close to four sentences as possible. This helps prevent diatribes from individuals and further creates space for others to participate as well. This does not aim to limit how often people speak up in a meeting, but to better manage how much they say when they do. It improves an individual's communication skills, leading them to be more clear and more concise. It prevents diatribes from the self-righteous, and it creates more space for others to participate as well. And finally, 10, record meeting do-outs throughout uh, and assign who is responsible for what item. Do-outs are just nothing more than outstanding deliverables that need to be actioned after the meeting. So assign someone to record them during the meeting, review them at the end, and then pin responsibility for who will do that. It prevents meetings, discussions, and decisions made there in the room from dying uh, in the meeting uh, after everybody leaves. So, consider these 10 rather simple ways to improve our meetings by making them more thoughtful. So as you analyze your current weekly meeting schedule, think on how you can improve them through these recommendations shared today. Can we have less meetings? And for the ones that we do maintain, should we redesign them to be more purposeful and thoughtful? Doing so may seem like a small adjustment with similarly small impacts, but meetings can radically affect our workday experiences. They can drain, frustrate, and even remain wasteful, or they can be efficient, productive, and valuable touch points. This is a leader's responsibility and challenge. I encourage you to take a hard look at your team's meetings this week. Now, if you'd like today's episode and found it helpful, I invite you to give the show a like and a review. It'll just help others discover the show as well. If you don't subscribe to 3x5 Leadership via email right now, I encourage you to consider doing so. You'll get our weekly Monday messages of new articles and new podcast episodes directly to your inbox. So you can do that at 3x5leadership.com slash welcome. And when you subscribe, uh, you'll get immediate access to our free guide, The 10 Habits of Intentional Leaders. And if you're looking for more, check out our Patreon. As a member of our Patreon community, not only do you support our team and help us continue to deliver free weekly content to thousands of leaders, but you get weekly exclusive insight like regular leadership tips and behind the curtain looks at what the 3x5 leadership team is learning, practicing, and thinking about. So you can find our Patreon page in the show notes if interested in learning more and uh, to sign up. Now, go and champion better meetings in your organization. 
It will make your workplace more meaningful, your team more engaged, and your organization's time better employed. Thanks for joining us today um, for this episode. And thanks for showing up every day to be the best version of yourself you can for others in whatever leadership role you serve in. Again, I'm Josh. And until next episode, friends, take care and lead well.